What's up, planner lovers? It's your girl, Sharice, and I'm back for this week's episode of the Plan on Purpose podcast. This week, we have Marie Estime. And let me tell you, her story is just as beautiful as her name. We're chatting not just about her journey into the planner world, but how she found within this world a space for her to stay positive mentally and spiritually and a place for her to find not just friends, but a family. Hey, if you like what you're hearing, go ahead and share it with a friend. Head on over to Instagram at Plan On Purpose and leave a comment and let me know how this podcast really resonated with you. Let's get into it. Okay, so first I just want to say thank you for taking some time out of your schedule, out of your day just to chat with me. I absolutely love what you're doing over on your Instagram and all of your creativity and positivity. So I just had to chat with you. Yay. I'm excited to be here today. So first, um, just introduce yourself to my audience if they don't know who you are. I'm really bad at doing this, but I'm trying to get better at making sure that I don't just assume that everyone that is listening knows everybody. (laughs) This is true. Um, All right. So hi, friends. Uh, My name is Merle Estime, a.k.a. Papier Bell on Instagram, and I am a makeup artist here in New York City. So you, yeah, I saw that that you lived in New York. How long have you been there? Is that where you're from? Uh, No, originally I was born in Belgium um, to Haitian immigrants. And so that's where my name comes from. Uh, The actual pronunciation is Meli. but no one really can say that, so it's just Merle because that seems easier for most people. Um, I can say it. I speak French. <laughs> I wish you had told me that. I would have been like, oh, let me pronounce her name properly. That's all good. Okay. <laughs> Elle s'appelle Merle, s'il vous plaît. It's so great. See, I, I knew something. That's why I wanted to know like where your name came from because I'm like, mm, something about that seems real not American. Um, uh-huh. So... <laughs> I love it. I love it. So you've been in in New York um, for how long? Uh, Since I was three months old, all my life, basically. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. So yeah, it's uh, it's getting real wintry there in New York. Yes, honey. (laughs) Glad that some people are staying in. So Mm -hmm. I got um, connected to your channel because of, to your, your Instagram because of planning. And I was just like, she does all these beautiful things. And she's mad positive. And so I just wanted to connect with you. Tell me how you got into planning. Um, So I want to say, like, I've always been, like, I've always had a planner since I could buy a planner. So I would say, like, in junior high school, I had, like, a planner from Barnes & Nobles, those little 12-month calendars that I would get when it was on sale because I could not afford it full price. Um. And at that point, you know, I wasn't, I didn't know about the stickers and stuff, but I always had lots of colorful pens and markers. So, you know, that's how I started planning. And then I want to say I got back, I mean, I got into it like, you know, full on with the stickers and all of that uh, back in 2015, I believe, um, when I went into a Michael's and I saw a happy planner, like deluxe pack, 
Um, and I was like, Ooh, this, this is it right here. And, um, and then I found out there were Facebook groups with, you know, people who use, uh, planners that use discs and it just snowballed from there. Like it just got worse. (laughs) That's what I say. It happens to all of us because Uh we all kind of get in into that mode. And then every time I ask this question, I'm always like, "Mm -hmm, me too. I bought all the things. Uh (laughs) And here we are today with five different types of pens to write in one book. So, so yeah, (laughs) I, I completely understand. Um, You, have you, have you found that planning has changed their life at all or altered it or, or made it better or, or what do you think? Um, it has changed my life. Definitely. Um, some of, some of the people who I like consider like family, um, are people that I met in the planner world. So that alone, like, you know, I can't imagine like my life without some of these women who are in my life now because of planning. Um, also it's been an outlet for me to kind of to get my thoughts on paper again. When I was younger, I used to have a diary and I used to be very like on top of writing all the things that happened every day. Um, and then you get older and you, you know, you, you start adulting and then that gets lost. So planning has allowed me to get back to writing all my thoughts and, you know, um, writing all the things I do because I feel like some days <laughs> I'm just like spinning and like spiraling and feeling like I'm doing nothing. But if you write down everything you actually do, you're like, okay, I, you know, I did accomplish something today. It's not a lot, but I accomplished something. So, you know, pat on my back, you know, here's a sticker for that. So, um, yeah, planning has definitely been a great, great thing in my life. So you've also um, shared that you have had some, you know, some, a, a lot about your story. You've struggled with learning to rest and, you know, acceptance and um, some things like that. So what would you say has been your driving force for growth? Um, has it been the planning and journaling or are there other things that have been helping you grow? Um, definitely. I would say God, um, like, you know, like the planet community has like all these different branches. Like I call, I say Bible journaling is Bible journaling is another branch and, you know, connecting to those people and just, if, if not for knowing, um, knowing God and having faith that things would get better and being able to kind of, you know, look at the, look at the stickers that say like, you know, you're going to, things are going to get better. And just, I would say manifesting what you need to happen in your life. I, you know, I don't know. I don't know where I would actually be, uh, to be honest. Um, when in my darkest time, I would say it was the, you know, people in the planner world inspiring me, inspiring me, sharing their own personal testimonies about, you know, not wanting to be here, but finding strength to still be here. 
um, knowing that someone goes through something and they can get out on the other side is like, it's so crucial. Um, which is why I try to not only share when times are good, but when times are really rough and when I need support and, you know, that support is not always a financial support. Sometimes it's just emotional and knowing that, you know, at two o'clock in the morning, there's always a planner girl who's up and, and we'll see and say, you know, you okay? Like you want me to pray with you? And, you know, that's, that's huge. I, I, my, you know, I don't have a family. I, I mean, it's complicated, but I grew up in foster care. I have my younger sister. My brother did die by suicide. Uh, it's going to go on four years now in 2017. Um, and my mom is not alive. My father's not around. So my family is who I make it. And thankfully, the planner community has been family. Um, so which which is why I don't call people followers or I call them friends. You know, that's like my friend, friend and family like word. Um, these are people who, you know, have I've chosen and have chosen me. Um to love on me and vice versa. I hope I wasn't <laughs> extra just now, but that's, that's no. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that. I really appreciate that. I mean, I think we all go through things that some people know of and some people don't know of, but the fact that you've been able to find, you know, family, people that you consider family um, starting out with this as a hobby is amazing. And it's one of the reasons why I do it. I have some amazing people that I've met as well, just, in this, in this started out as a hobby and something that I needed to do. And now it's like, Oh, like I'm talking to people about different things and it just, it's a happy part of my day. Yeah. So I'm so glad that that is working that way for you. Thank you. What, um, so you, so do you Bible journal? If so, what are you using right now? How has that influenced or changed you at all? Um, so I was Bible journaling and then I stopped cause life started happening um, but when I was, I was using, I, I bought like a, a Bible off of Amazon. This is before I knew about all the amazing Bible, you know, Bibles that are created specifically for journaling. And I bought some oil paint markers, some sharp, Sharpie oil paint markers. And you know, those, uh, those plastic films that back in the day, they would use uh, to write things on and then show it on like a on a board, you know, like like a lesson. Yeah, yeah, like on the overhead. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um. So I would use that and cut cut them because I I don't know I I guess I'm still a little old fashioned. Like I feel weird about writing in a Bible. Um. But I was like okay with like writing on top of something that's within the Bible. So mm -hmm. I would just like I would draw or write something that you know touched me and then like see it like seal it in with like adhesive so i want to get back and um i'm getting myself organized because i have time <laughs> getting myself organized and you know now i'll be able to see all the things i have and actually do it and kind of get my head clear and you know, reconnect myself into that community. I feel like I kind of disconnected once I stopped doing it. Um, but 
you know, the great thing about, you know, the planner community and the Bible journaling, you know, everyone's still there. It never goes away. So it's like jump in when you can. If you need to, you know, jump out, you can. So I love that. This is true. I have my moments with it too. And it feels like this year I've kind of kicked it into gear and I'm teaching classes and I have some friends who are like, can you help me figure out how to do that? And I'm like, sure, let's go. Let's do it. Let's journal together. So Mm -hmm. I absolutely love it. And like you said, I love that the community is open um, and that you can find your entrance in no matter what point you're at. Yeah. I think also too, it, it has helped me just connect with God even more. And so it's something that I'm like, okay, I see, I need to keep doing this because every time I leave from or stop, you know, from journaling for that day, it's like, I got something and I got a lot of something. So I need to keep doing this. Yeah. You also seen, I mean, you have a lot going on and we all have a a lot going on. What are some things that you're using to stay focused and stay on track? To be very honest, um, it's not even a planner. (laughs) I've been, something I picked up last year um, in the thick of the COVID situation is um, cycling. And I didn't see that. Yeah, like (laughs) when I started, I started out, out with like a cruiser. I mean, I was before that I was, you know, on a bike, a spinning bike. And I started because I felt horrible just in my body and I wanted to, you know, make a change. And I said, you know, if I can stick with something, it'll help. And then it turned into me wanting to be outside because outside started getting warmer. And I was like, you know, I want to go outside, but I want to be safe. I don't want to die from this thing. And um, I was like, okay, let me get a bike and, you know, Bikes were like, you would wait months to get a bike because it was so like, everyone was getting a bike. So I got a cruiser. That's the fastest thing I could get. And, um, my sister actually sent randomly sent a a post from Instagram talking about, oh, there's like a group, you know, group of black people meeting to bike. And I was like, oh, this is cool. But I was scared at the same time. And I think I went let two weeks pass. And I was like, okay, I'm going to try. And, you know, I rolled up with my cruiser and I was like, oh, this, this is, this is my, these are my people. <laughs> and it went from there and yeah. ugh, like planning, like makeup, you know, when I'm like, when I love something and it edifies me, I'm all in. And then it's a snowball effect. So I went from my cruiser to a hybrid bike because the cruiser wasn't cutting it with these people. Um, the hybrid bike. They was gone, huh? Listen, I got left behind two times. And I was like, you know, I can't, this this can't be life, okay? Um, and then I got my hybrid bike and I was like, okay, I'm with it, I'm with it. And then I started doing like longer distances. Um, some, you know, cycling more than 40 miles in one sitting and you know, the guys are like, you, you you need a road bike. It's time. It's time. And I'm like, y'all, this is an expensive hobby. <laughs> it is. 
Um, it is. You got some. All them hobbies expensive. Planning, yeah. cycling, makeup. Everything. That's it. Them expensive. I don't pick nothing <laughs> cheap. Like I can't pick a dollar tree <laughs> hobby. Like Lord, none of them are cheap. None, okay, <laughs> none. Um, but you know, God will make a way when it's something you're supposed to be doing. So, you know, every time it was time to like upgrade, you know, like. At my godparents, who um, they actually, my godmom was actually my social worker when I was in foster care. Um, they, for Christmas, they were like, you know, here's a check, do what you need to do. <laughs> and I got, I, I upgraded to my road bike, and that's what I'm, I'm on now. And I've done two centuries, so I've done 100 mile rides. And um, I just, I'm really, I'm just excited for the future with that and just promoting that you don't have to be fit already to get started. You just got to start. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And and trust me, just because we're we're having this conversation on this platform, I definitely am not mad at all that it wasn't planning. Like you got to do what makes you happy and I love that what makes you happy and what fills your cup right now mm-hmm. is cycling it's healthy um it's an amazing thing I have a bike I'm trying I'm trying to get into it come on, girl, come on. <laughs> I gotta pull my little <laughs> one around so I put him on the trailer uh-huh. put him on and I strap him in and I'll be gone I so. love to see that though <laughs> I love to see it a little kid in the back it's just chilling with they juice box they be chilling <laughs> He had his juices back there, his little snacks. Uh-huh. He just he they just sitting there looking like, all right, mm-hmm. where are we going? <laughs> I love that. So once it gets warm here, I'll definitely be back on my bike. But the same thing, same here. When we went to go buy our bikes, like we live in Germany, we couldn't find any in the stores wow. near us. Like every store by us was completely sold out. That's crazy. So we had to drive like an hour away mm-hmm. to get our bikes. Wow. And we did. And at first I thought my husband was crazy because he's just like, oh, let's get these bikes. And I'm like, yo, like what you, you don't even, what, we don't go outside except to walk to the park. Who about to be on a bike? It's hot. Mm-hmm. He was like, come on, let's just do it. Let's do it. So we researched. We went and got one or he got the one that he really, really wanted. It's like a light bike that I don't know something crazy uh-huh. but again expensive and then <laughs> same thing with ours so I got one and then we went and got the trailer mm-hmm. yeah cycling is different is different in Europe like you know there's way more of that happening in Europe than in America so I I see I see that yeah it's crazy, but I'm glad you found that though, because in this during this time, I think we all needed a little something. And I've been seeing all of your cycling posts and videos and everything on um, on Instagram, and I'm like, Yo, you go ahead. I want one of those uh, Peloton bikes, but we gonna see. Uh-huh. We gonna see how that how that rolls. Yes, ma'am. So, what made you decide to share all of these things? Like, share your planning, share your cycling. Um, what made you start your Instagram and, and decide to kind of share what what you're doing? Um. I've always been a sharer, sharer. I know that's not a word, probably not. Um, I've always been okay, a you share, um, share myself. Um, I guess from my church background, like going to church and understanding that we don't, we don't live just to serve ourselves, but to serve others. Um, 
so understanding that, um, you know, like it's great to see someone who's sharing and it's always great stuff, but you know, what about sharing when things aren't good and how to overcome that and what you're doing to overcome that? Um, I think it's so essential, like so much things in the world, like we don't talk, we don't talk about the things that go wrong and how to get through that. Um, I shared about my brother's um, death and the DMs that I got after that with people letting me know, like they also experienced that. I was just like, I was floored. Like you hear about, oh, you know, um, this person died and you don't know exactly how. Um, but like when you need to understand that you can live through it and that it's okay when you feel guilty about just living because this person is no longer here to live, um, knowing that other people like in the planning community had personally dealt with it and overcame and pushed past it and I mean, continue to, you know, go through it, um, but are okay, like. I knew I had to share my story. I had to share the things I go through, the ups and downs. And um, also for me, like, it's like, it's like memory keeping on a digital stage where, you know, when I was younger, I don't have much pictures or videos. I don't have no videos from when I was younger. I have a couple of pictures of when I was younger. Um, When people are able to like share, like, how they looked as how they looked as kids, what they did. There's a piece of me that feels sad because I don't have that. Um, but and I don't have I didn't have control over that. I now I have control over that. Right. And right. so, you know, like I record everything and you know, I don't know when my time is up here, right? But if in living my life the way I do and sharing it with other people, um, I can change one person's life. I will feel like, you know, the the will that has, God has for me has been done and, you know, peace out, I did good. <laughs> um, so I guess that's just like my thought process. And, you know, with um, even like my whole cycling journey, like, documenting that and sometimes feeling like some days I feel like crap and I look like crap and then looking back and saying oh okay Merlina, now you actually have made significant progress chill be kinder to yourself sis like keep going please I was just about to say that <laughs> and you always look bomb when I see you I don't know who out here with 50 pounds of makeup on working out looking glamorous <sighs> Unless they somewhere in a video shooting a commercial, you look mm-hmm. amazing. So yes, don't do that to yourself. You, you look bomb. You know we were we are our our harshest critics. Um, yes, ma'am. So you know it's cool that instead of like just the the physical journaling with pen and paper that we can journal, you know, digitally now with pictures and videos, and look back. And it's and it's a building. It, it it's it's supposed to be strengthening and building yourself up to the next level of your life. Um, 
And it's not just for you, it's for someone else. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. I do I do the the journaling and write down of all the things because um I know I don't know if my kid's gonna grow up and go, Why do you have all this stuff, mom? Or he's gonna be like, <laughs> Look at the record of, you know, what I did as a child. Like we live here. He's probably not gonna remember most of his time here just because he's so young. And so mm-hmm. you think about a, a second grade or third grade show and tell and you bring something like, I don't even know if they still do that because I don't have a school age kid, but <laughs> if they still do that yeah. and they bring that kind of stuff to school, like here's a journal of what it was like when I lived in Europe. Here's a big, you know, blown up picture of me and my mom and my dad at the Eiffel Tower and this candle that, you know what I mean? Like. Like you said, like there's an opportunity there to show um, to show some things. And I believe that pictures and our words, so the physical journaling that we do, they definitely make a difference. You never know how what you do might change the world. I start thinking about um, where we are right now. And a friend of mine posted something not so long ago that said, I, when I was in class, I used to wonder what it was like to live through history. And she was like, it's exhausting. Like, and I was like, very, no. extremely, it's extremely exhausting to be a part of history. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't want to be here. <laughs> but I don't want to be here anymore. <laughs> I think about um, books that we read, right? That are part of history that were somebody's journal. You know what I mean? That was just something that somebody set and wrote down and it became such a part of that history that it's something that we read and have read in high school and college, um, just people documenting what's going on. I don't doubt that somebody from this community somewhere in the planner world or documenting world is gonna be a part of a conversation 20 years from now because right. we are the ones outside of obviously, you know, YouTube and Facebook and all those things like that are keeping records and having like these beautiful you know, pictures of the planners and all these different things that we're documenting all of these things. And they're going to be right. stacks about, you know, 10 years from now. Mm-hmm. So I think we are definitely the keepers of the stories. Those of us who choose to write things down, writers, artists, people who draw creative, you know, crafty people. Yeah. We're the keepers of the That's stories. Amazing. People who make videos. That, you're like, so right, sure. though. We are, we're literally living through history <laughs> every day, every day, something else. <laughs> something else yes. <laughs> every day something else <Yeah>. okay <laughs> so I'm loving all of your Villa Beautiful content you make me so jealous every time I see it I'm like come on girl I don't need to buy nothing else like <laughs> <laughs> I know um, yeah. you're part of your you're part of the team and everything but I just wanted to know where you kind of get some of your ideas from. You had this beautiful uh, blog post where you talked about writing a motivational letter to yourself. Are you just using some of the things that you're doing for yourself to encourage other people? Like, where did you come up with that? I thought that was beautiful. That was that was definitely me <laughs> trying to wake me up. Um, when I did that project, I so. As you said, I'm part of the team. Um, my time is actually about to be up with them, but which was an amazing time. Um, but at the time that I did that project, I was struggling. Like just a lot was going on on in life. Just everything that could kind of go wrong 
was going wrong. And I just, I needed like a, sometimes you just need a jolt, like something to wake you up and say, like, seriously, like you've been through much more difficult things. This is a cakewalk. And so I, I wrote a letter to myself and my, my hope with the letter was that someone else who might feel down, um, because this was around the holiday season, and I know a lot of people suffer during the holidays and, you know, just need to know that other people, you know, it's not just, you know, all these fun and family-oriented things and that there's other people who are suffering too and they're going through it and they're 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 going to be okay. So it was it was helping me and I was hoping that it would help somebody else as well and you know it's fun to be creative at the same time and not just have just just a letter because you know planner planner babes we're not just a simple uh, paper to pen but we're you know we're ripping up uh we're ripping up paper and you know pasting and adding words and you know, just all the extraness that I love. So yes. um, that's what I love. all the paint yeah. and all of the, yeah. I have like a ridiculous stash. Do you, do you have a stash? Oh girl. <laughs> the, I'm going through, um, cause I got a dream box, right? Yeah, okay. And the hardest part other than putting it mm-hmm. together is going through the things you have and saying, if this doesn't fit in this monstrous, <laughs> in this cabinet, you're really doing too much. So that's where I'm at now. I'm sitting around, I'm at the table, I'm sitting around all this stuff, and I'm just like, how am I make all this fit? But I mean, are you doing too much? Um, or yeah. are you just finding ways to, you know, use your creativity to enhance your life? <laughs> You know what? I like that. I, I mm-hmm. That's what I'm doing. And that's what I'm sticking yes. to. But yeah. <laughs> that's really Yeah. Good. It's just one of those things. Like I found, what's it? I was going through, because I had a lot of things in boxes in the closet. The worst thing that you can do is kind of have things stored and you don't see it because then mm-hmm. you don't use yeah. it. I had some, some multi-surface paint. I'm like, I bought this when I wanted to start like journal, like Bible journaling. Cause I wanted, I bought like watercolor. I found watercolor. I found like stamps, like sis. Yeah, I just, all the things, all the things, <laughs> all the things. Like I need to, like now that I can see it, like I'm literally looking at it and I could pull a draw out and just start like go at it. Like, yo, it's nothing like being organized and seeing all the things you have so you can actually yeah. use it. And then the stuff I, that I know I'm not going to use I can like give it to a people, other people who don't have it, and I can I'll feel good about that. That's yeah. This mm-hmm. it's it's a lot. You know, I have I I've got that new mm-hmm. mantra of like pulling all your things out. I did that in my craft room. I have one of those little carts. It is full. It's got mm-hmm. all my you know my paints and my my inks and all my stamps and everything on it, and um. I have to watch it because, you know, I got a little two-year-old that just thinks all of my things. He loves my washi tape. He just, he literally, I found washi tape in his uh, room and he's his little tent. I found it in his tent. And I said, first of all, like, because he takes it and he runs because he knows he's not supposed to have it. 
Because he know he's not supposed to have it. He's like, no, I'm going to just take, I'm going to go in here with this mine. Like, this is mine. So, <laughs> so I definitely have pulled my things out as well. And I can't tell you when I'm, I'm, I'm journaling and I pull my little cart over, I have everything um, that I would use to journal. I have my printer out. I have my photo printer and everything. And it's right there. And I have just used mm-hmm. so many things. So I am here for mm-hmm. having all your things out. If you have like space to display everything, and of course you don't have, you know, somebody trying to steal all your stuff. <laughs> Why not? Right, right. Why not? So I had everything all boxed up and put in cute drawers. And I thought that I was that person. I thought I was that crafter that like, mm-hmm. I need to have everything mm-hmm. nice and neat. And it needs to be put here. As long as my desk and my table are cleaned off enough for me to make it messy again, I'm cool. Like, <laughs> Right, right, right. There's always stuff everywhere in here, but I realize it's because I'm always and that, creating. Yeah. It would be like super clean if I wasn't, but sometimes I'm running out. Okay, I'm done with this project. Let me go run, throw something in the washing machine. Let me go, you know, get dinner started, whatever. And I don't have time to clean up. So it's it's stuff everywhere, but that's because you're creating and that's what you're doing now. It's stuff everywhere, but that's because you're figuring out a new avenue for creating. So that's bomb. Aww. But you adulting, you you big time adulting. Like I'm trying to get on your level one day, hopefully soon. <laughs> That's it for this week's episode of the Plan on Purpose podcast. I want to say a huge thank you to Meli for sharing her story with us today. She really opened up, and I really appreciate all of her honesty and her truth. Just yeah, it definitely hit me. I hope that you enjoyed this week's episode. If you would like to find out more about her or just, you know, see all of the bomb things that she's doing, make sure you check the show notes, go follow her, go check out her stories and, you know, maybe she can inspire you the same way that she inspires me. I want to thank you for spending some time and make sure you head on over to Instagram. Let me know how you love this episode and also... Go ahead and subscribe, share with a friend, and then head on over to your favorite podcast platform and leave a review there. As always, I will then talk if you're willing to listen.